You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. We're going to be doing something uh, called the grass is always greener. It's always greener here than over there. No, no, it's greener over there than it is over here. I can't remember which way it goes. Do y'all know which way it goes? I think it's the grass is always green. Over there, it's over there. Even though it might be AstroTurf, who knows? But we still like it over there. So we're going to talk about that. I hope your grass is green at home. That means I got to cut grass. Hey, I got, I'm going to tell you something. Welcome everybody online. Uh, I didn't tell this first service, so y'all special. Okay, special. I got a, I don't know, I'm telling this because I'm a man and this is just crazy, but I got a weed eater. It's like a bush hog. You ever seen one of those things? You know what I'm talking about? It's got this big old line and it's, and it's like a push more. That is the bomb, people. I waited 10 years for that thing. And it changed my whole life, and that is why I'm here today. Just wanted you to know that. I'm so glad y'all came today. Hey, I got to go to uh, Pigeon Forge. Y'all know where that is? Tennessee. Hey, you know, it's after pandemic thing now, I can do stuff. I finally got my shots, and I'm ready to go, you know. This arm don't work as well as it used to, but I'm still good, okay? <laughs> so I got to go to Pigeon Forge. I took two teenagers with me. What was I thinking? Somebody help me with that later. Uh, it was Mother's Day last weekend. Casey did a great job introducing this series. So we thought we'd go see how the grass was in Tennessee. The grass is good in Tennessee. I don't think I should say it that way, actually. I think we'll just start over. I think we'll just go, we'll just, we'll just act like that didn't happen, okay? Uh, so we're just gonna start over. So we went up there, and it was beautiful. Okay, is that good? It was beautiful. And uh, we got around people for the first time. That was strange, trying to figure out, are we doing something wrong? You know, we're like, is everybody okay here kind of thing? So we went on a Monday and a Tuesday because it wasn't as crowded, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, and then we went, let me give you a couple, a couple places real quick. I go to Pancake Pantry, and that's my favorite place to eat, downtown Gatlinburg. If you haven't been there, I don't get anything from that saying that. They don't give me any money for that. But the French toast is the best thing. You don't do anything else telling you. I don't, I go in there. I don't try new things when I go to Pancake Pantry because I'm only up there once and I got to get it. You know, I got to do it. So I go downtown Gatlinburg. We're all happy. This is a happy moment. Teenagers should be happy in Gatlinburg. We go there and I get to Pancake Pantry and it's closed. Oh, I brought, I brought fire from heaven. No, uh, I was like, now what? There's no breakfast places in, in, Ga- in Gallenberg other than Pancake Pantry. Is that correct? No, it is not. We live in America. We have choices. So, uh, you know, Facebook will tell you what to do. If you want to know where to eat and everything, it'll, it'll set your schedule up for you. So we go down to Crockett's. Uh, if y'all haven't done Crockett's, it was good. They got cinnamon bun stuff. But the menu was like this wide. And so the teenagers... I can't believe this came out of the mouth. They said, this is so good, revelation for all you parents. They said, there's too many choices. (laughs) Revelation, if it had been less, we would have been, there would have been more. You see what I'm saying there? So it was too many choices. Couldn't figure out what to do. And since I was on vacation, I had some extra money, been saving for a whole year. So I just said, bring me this, bring me this, bring me this, bring me this, bring me this. And we'll try it. And so we had everything. It's like, it was embarrassing, actually. It was like, you know, there's no way a human being can do this, you know, but we did anyway. 
So but the problem was with that, you know, there was, there was too many choices. So I tried French toast. I tried uh, pancakes. I tried, should I keep going? Are you hungry yet? This is good. But I kept doing this. But the thing I got to thinking about, we we're talking about the grass is always greener. We have a lot of choices. And we, and we, we somehow cannot be happy with what we already have. It's just, it's just not, it's not in us to be satisfied with, you know, the starter home. Imagine, I'm going to mess you up right now. Imagine if you said, in your life, you said, I'm going to have one house, and I'm going to have one car, and I'm going to have one pair of shoes, okay. For the, and then when those shoes wear out, I will go buy some more. That is not America at all. That is not. We have shoes, or they're like our friends. And some of you haven't talked to your friend in so long. They're just in there. And we just buy things and buy things because we want the next thing. We want the next thing. And you know, where in the world, why can't we be happy with what we have and where we are? And I'll tell you why, getting into this, we're not made that way. We're, we, we are not content with what we have, even though the Bible would say you should be. And it's really hard for us to be content with what we have because that thought comes from God and it doesn't come from you or me. I'm, I'm just like you. Okay, I'm going to talk about this. That doesn't mean I'm going to get this right. Because if you ask me, what would you, what's next? I would say, you know, everybody has their next, right? What's next for me would be another golf club. You see what I'm talking about? It's of, or what's next for you? I mean, do you go shopping because you need things? Because you want things, why do we? Why do we do this? Why do we do this? So I look at you know, I, I, like another another wedge, another driver, another hockey stick for some people. It's a hockey stick. Well, somebody wants a hockey stick. You know why I know? How I know? Everybody has this thing that you want something more than you have right now, because the grass is always greener on the other side. That's what we think, and so we go to Pigeon Forge. We do our thing. Too many choices. We still couldn't figure it out, by the way. Because there's go-karting. What do you do, Pitchfork? There's go-karting. There's the Titanic. You know, trying to find things that teenagers love. Good luck with that one. Because it's every... And it's all about spending. It's not about... And that's what I have to talk about a little bit. Uh, you know, it's all about spending money. It's not money. Why can't we just, like, be in the sunshine? You want to tell a teenager, let's just go sit in the sun and have fun. Okay, that's going to be really cool. Well, let's think about this. Most people, let me tell you about this. This is crazy stuff because it's Black Friday stuff. And I know Christmas is coming. And I did the Christmas book. And when we were a teenager, when we were kids, we had two books. We had the Sears book and we had the JCPenney book. And it was a Christmas book. If you remember all this kind of stuff. And then you would go through and you look for like a month. Because this is what you're going to get from Santa. And so we'd go through there and we'd pick everything. We only had three. That was... Three was tough, okay? Three was tough, okay? It wasn't like a whole page. And then Christmas morning, you get your gift, and it doesn't look like Santa brought the right gift. It looks different than the picture, right? So then, same thing as a kid. Well, if I had picked the other gift, it might have been better. And that's how we deal. That's, it started there. And then we created this thing called Black Friday, which most of you... Do you go shopping on Black Friday because you need something like, uh, are you like groceries or is there something else? And then the, the question would be is why are you going 
Is it because of Christmas gifts? Maybe there's deals. Maybe you don't even know why you're going. You just want to be there. And this is what happens. Let me help you. Most people visit Walmart on Black Friday. Then people visit Disneyland, Disney World combined in an entire year. So here's what I would say to you. Save your money for vacation and just go to Walmart and be done with it. Just go hang out there. So there, this is, I don't, this is us though. We are Americans and we have to have the next thing and, and ever listen, they know this. This is what makes people buy things and does things and they create a thought and you then you have this thought and then you have this desire. You didn't have the desire yesterday, but all of a sudden today you have it. You feel like I need this thing. I need a bigger TV. Do I? Yes, you do. Is your TV broke? No, but it needs to be bigger. We don't know why, but it just needs to be bigger. I need the neighbors to be able to see in my living room because I can see in their living room. Is that what we do? We're picking stuff because the neighbor has it. That's the grass on the other side, right? Their grass is better than my grass. Better watch out now. Here we go. Let me give you some more stuff. Do you think we're crazy? Well, yeah, we are. Does everybody understand? Is human nature like crazy? Yes, okay. Does that feel better? Because we're born sideways. I always tell that. We're coming into the world like, we're not, we're not sure what leg we're on. And this is what happened. Look at this. 12% of Black Friday shoppers are under the influence. You want me to say that one more time so we all get this really good? Uh, so when you go shopping and this guy seems to want those shoes more than you, you let them have it. Does everybody understand? So I'm probably talking to some of you people in here, you people, those people. Those, those people, right? No, they're not here, are they? No, those people aren't in here. I like that. So you don't, you don't drink on Black Friday and go to Walmart. I've seen some of you. That's all I'm saying. You, let me tell you something. All in America, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. This is crazy stuff. Might as well tell you the last one. You'll die on this one. You could. Here we go. More people have died as a result of Black Friday than shark attacks. It's all because we want something. We need, I don't know if we actually need it or want it or it's on sale or do you actually go shopping for one thing and come home with 10? What is happening? How did that happen? Have you ever looked around your house? You're like, what was I thinking? Oh, we don't have that. We don't have the thinking. We have the, we don't, we have the feeling. So we only have the feeling. And then, you know, a thought comes in, a feeling comes in and it feels so good. It feels so good to go buy that thing. And then you, about a month later, you're like, what did I do? It's because that's who we are. It's crazy, isn't it? We are a little bit off, I'll be honest with you. Not me, of course, I'm the only one sane in this room. Just throwing it out. Well, one more of this or that. I don't know what your this or that is. See, mine's a golf club. So yours could be what? Shoes? So guys, are, I don't even what, I don't know. You know what you like, you know, I don't like, I can name stuff and you say, that's not me, but there's a me out there. There's something going on. One more this or that, make my life more than it is or better than it is. And that's called the grass is greener on the other side. So there's something over there that you want. Now, when I was in, I went to Tanzania, I went to Africa and I got to meet with Compassion International. I got to meet with the kids and stuff. And I didn't hear anybody over there say, this is my starter hut. 
Do you understand what I just said? Y'all, because I've heard that phrase in America, this is my starter home. I mean, okay, so what makes you need another home? That's just a thought. You can, there's a million ways you can answer it and you can feel it all you want. And so some of you are having feelings right now, like you want to, right now you've been thinking, you didn't, wasn't thinking it last month, but you're thinking now I need something. I need another house, I need another car, I need another this, I need another, I need another child, I need another, I don't know what you need. But you ever ask the question, why are you even thinking it? How did that thought get in there? And I'm gonna tell you in just a minute. So I don't know what your this or that is, but you have one somewhere. The grass is always greener on the other side. That's exactly how we live. That's just how, let me help you. That is how you're made. You were born this way. You're never, you were not born content. You were born off and you want more. And you scream when you come into this world wanting something. And you scream louder and louder and, until you get it. I go to Margaritaville with Jimmy Buffett. Of course, I didn't hang out with him. Uh, and I'm there and these, uh, we, Lynn and I were just having a quiet little dinner, quiet little dinner. Tried to, you know, pandemic, nobody's coming in. Kids came in from everywhere. It was romper room. Now, and I don't mind kids, but the problem was um, on this thing was that there's a, there's a scream. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Beyonce can't even get to it. It's up there. And then they say it's so high, only dogs could hear it. Then I must have been a hound dog because I heard it. And it was unbelievable. I mean, like it was just piercing kind of thing. And I was trying to figure out, you know, at some point, and they were doing everything they could to get these kids to be quiet. I mean, like cover their mouth. The mom's like, you stop doing that. And everybody's like under the table shaking, you know. And you stop doing that. And then they tried to put something like an ice cream in there and that didn't work. Then they stuck an iPhone. And this kid's about this time, stuck an iPhone in front of the kid and they knew what to do. I don't know what, but I'm just telling you, I mean, you know, think of when we're children, we want things. When we're older, we want things. When we get really old, we still want things. It's because of who we are and we're born this way. You have to realize that. We always don't get what we want. Have you figured that out yet? Let me, let me help you real quick before we get to this. All right? I'm going to tell you something, and then you tell me if you want to do it. I know this to be true, that everybody who wins the lottery, has, their life is completely a disaster and miserable. Everybody who wins the lottery is a disaster. Oprah Winfrey talked about it. It is documented all across America. People who got a lot of money ruined their life. What are you thinking? You know what you're thinking? Well, let me try. <laughs> Even though you know the statistics, right? You know this is going to kill you, right? You're not going to have any more friends. You're going to be in debt after you, after you win the lottery. You know this is going to happen. You still want it, right? Yes, we do. That's how we're made. That's how everybody, who's going to turn down the lottery? Not us. Regardless of planning or effort, our own merit, we don't always get what we want. Children hate this. Children cannot stand this. They will scream and scream and scream. I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. And they're never happy. They, you notice your child uh, didn't come into the world sharing and giving? Did you know this? Did they have to be taught that, Right? And then you still try this. You can't always get what you want. You try that. And I'm trying it with you actually right now. 
Because this is something that we have to deal with. There's no, there's no cure for it. There's only control. Understanding how to do it. There is no cure because we're not born that way. It's really amazing. You need to get what you deserve. This is how we think. These are commercials. So I don't know what it is. It could be, uh, I don't know what you think you deserve. I see a new golf club on Golf Channel. It comes out. I think I deserve that. Why do I think that? Because they told me I did. You need this. Everything but my name's there. Eddie, you need this. It's 20 more yards on the drive. You need this. This will change your game. This will change your life even. You need this. You deserve this. You deserve better. So how do we get to that thought? Are we looking out the window? We're looking at the neighbor. Does it not upset? How does all the people around you get more than you? You ever thought about that? Why can't I have what they have? Well, you can take on that debt if you would like. You just don't know what's going on. That's what I think is really strange about the green grass is that we think it's green, but you don't have no idea what's going on in that house. The only way you know what's happening is they Facebook it. And you know that they have perfect children. How do they have such perfect children? They clean up the room. They do what they're told. They go to bed when they're supposed to. They say, yes, ma'am. No, sir. I love you. What can I do for you? Really? What planet? Did they fall out of something? How did, it, this is what I'm trying to get you to understand. We see things that aren't real. It's, it's astroturf. But yet we still want it. Like I just told you the lottery. And you said, well, let me give, some, give me some of that. We do things that are real, and, and you have to think, how, did I, how do I get here? How do I do this? You deserve a break today. Where do you get that one? Come on, where, do you get, where did that come from? You deserve a break today. Where did it come from? 1977, the year I was born. Let's go. Huh? McDonald's, McDonald's. You deserve it. Get a biscuit. You deserve it, and because you deserve it. So these are the things that they trigger thoughts I mean, think about it. I just triggered thought. So you have a thought. That's what happens. You trigger a thought. Then it becomes a desire or a feeling and you have to have it. It just feels so good. I got to have this thing. I know that if I get it, it's going to make my life better. And then there'll be another. So there's no control and there really isn't any cure. Uh, God has given us some things that we can do. And when I tell you stuff like uh, share, give, all that stuff, that's not from you. That only comes from God. He's the one who said all this, set it up. And that's why I follow the Bible. I don't know what, even watching online, you know, what, what is your go-to? We'll talk about that. But the Bible's my go-to because I see it happening in real life. Not only how to be a better person, but what, if I do these things, this will happen. If I do those things, that will happen. So I understand how it works. It's, you know, it's, it's not just something to live better, but it predicts who I am and what I can do and how the future is going to go based on what I do now. And so that's why I like it. I love God's word because he helps me get through this green grass thing that I always, and I've still got the green grass going on. I had to get a pitching wedge the other day because I couldn't hit the ball. I've just got to, I still have green grass, still going, still going. So you deserve it. Where do you look to know that you are doing all right? Where do you, how do you, how do you know you're okay right now? You're, <laughs> you ever thought about this? Because we always have to think about this. And do I have, a, is the house right? Is, am, I, am I doing good with this house? Am I doing good with this car? Or do I need another house? Or do I need another car to make sure that I'm doing all right? There's a thought there. 
So where do you go to? He said, my go-to, uh, my go-to was God and the, God's word. And I'll tell you why in just a minute, but that's my go-to because it works. I usually don't do really well with things that are not working. I usually quit those things because I think that's what they call insanity, doing the same thing. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So if it's not working, I quit. And the Bible just works. God's word really works. The wisdom from all of this, and it tells us why you're the way you are. And God came to fix it. But there's only a control for this green grass. There's not a complete fix for it because you're, you're still human, you're still living. So there's not completely a fix. I don't know where you go. Do you go to a self-help book? Do you go to social media? Because uh, you can get really lost if you don't know where you are. And we are really lost. We really are. We have to think. And here's what happened. This started it all back in Genesis uh, with Adam and Eve. They decided they wanted to do what they wanted to do. Just like you. <laughs> you, you, you do what you want to do. This is what happens even in church. We're, we're back sometimes, then we go away sometimes, then we're back sometimes. This, maybe that grass at that church is greener. Let's go try that. And we'll come back here. It's just the way it works. Because we're, we're sheep. And we're born like this. He says, all of us like sheep have strayed away. He knew that. You, you can't keep it together. It's hard to keep it together for a long time. You'll come and go with it. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. So he knew you're gonna leave and you're gonna do your own thing and go your own way and you're gonna, you're gonna want more than him. That's what happens with the green grass. What you're trying to do is satisfy something that only God can satisfy and that's why you have the feeling. I need something, I want something, I need something that makes me this and God's the one that's supposed to be the one to satisfy that. But if you don't have him and you don't know him, you're always gonna be looking for green grass and this is what's happening to us. We're born this way. We're born, the Bible says, bent away from God. If you didn't know, listen, if you didn't know about God, if you didn't know what was right or wrong, you just do wrong because you're born that way. You don't have to teach your children to lie. They just do that automatically. It's just a gift. <laughs> it really is born in them. It really is. It's crazy, isn't it? Are we not? And then we can't be, we're happy. We get, well, if it was in a different color, if it was red, Instead of blue. I said, I only think about this car I don't like. If it was red. Well, you know what? We're in America. We'll get you a red car. And you will feel so good for a month. And then you'll have to pay for it. Wow. We're, why? Well, let's talk. Let's talk. All right, here we go. Here's what we're born with. So you come into this world. And the Bible says we're born into this sinful nature, which is crazy nature. Crazy nature. We're going to talk about it. Because anything is possible, all things are possible. When you say, I can't believe somebody did that, that why? Why would you say that? Of course they can do that. They're, they're, off, they're sideways and off the wall. You're, you're lucky you're even in here. You don't even know how you got here. You don't remember driving, do you? You're just like, I'm here. So here's what's going on. Consumer mentality, we're just gonna, we're just gonna keep buying and keep doing and keep, that's what America does. We just, we're used to consuming. The baby says, give me more, give me more, give me more. Baby hungry, baby cry. When you want something, you, what do you do? When you can't get what you want, what do you do? You cry, you fuss, what happens? So we got that. We always want him more, never satisfied. Are you happy with your house? Some of you say, yes, I'm very happy with my house. And others say, no, I'm not happy in my house. 
It's a starter home. And I think when you know the room, we might get a dog. So we have to get, and we don't know why we're thinking this thing. What if we just bought one house and one car? It's crazy, isn't it? One pair of shoes. Who could think it? Who could think it? And sharing, sharing less or not at all. These are, this is how we are. You don't want to share. But when you get to be an adult, you want to share, right? No, you don't. You want to keep everything you got. Because you think somehow that's going with you. The Bible says you came in the world with nothing, you're going to leave with nothing. So in between there, you just, you just here for a little while and you're just borrowing everything. In 50 years, somebody else is going to be in my house. I hope they take care of it. You want to hear that again? You're not going to always have this, what you have now. Somebody else is going to own your house, going to be in your car. So you need to figure out how to live and enjoy life right now. That's what this whole thing's about. That's why the Bible was set up so you could learn how to enjoy and live right now. Let me give you some stuff that will help a little bit. Uh, we're born with this. We have no compass. We, are not, we do not know right or wrong. We are taught right or wrong. Somebody told you you can't smack somebody else. You can't steal some other kid's toy. Somebody has to, t- to tell you, share your toys. That is, that is hard. How about, how about this? Why don't you share your toys? What could you share? It's not yours anyway. It will all be gone. So what can we share? This is something you have to think about as we get into this. And then we're lost. And let me help you with the lost part real quick. This word is used when you talk about people. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. What he's talking about is that people who do not know God would be lost. And he doesn't want any of us to go to hell is what he would tell us. So I want you to, I want you to accept Jesus Christ in your life so that you can be a part of the family of God. But it means more than just lost. We are completely lost. We have no compass. We have nothing to guide us. We really don't. It's like being lost in the woods. I was lost in the woods. I used to deer hunt. I was in the woods. After dark is a bad time to be in the woods. Because nothing looks the same. You can't even see. I had a compass. It's the only way. I don't know why I had it. I think it was just on my gun. I had a compass and I found my way back. But we're born without compass. We're completely lost. We don't know right from wrong. We will do wrong before we will do right. We want everything that's bad for us. Did you know that? Completely. We want every, I don't care what warnings are put on anything. If we say, say no to drugs, why? It's bad for you, okay. That doesn't mean a thing. This is how we are. Does everybody get this? Uh, don't know right from wrong, no common sense. Oh my goodness. People, how do, how do we end up with a, ga- a gas crisis? Do you have great gas crisis? Is this on your refrigerator? Things to do when you have a gas crisis. You look at your refrigerator, oh no, we're out of gas. What do you do? We got to go buy some plastic bags. If you did that, don't be mad at me. And you, and I know you were sitting in front of the TV. You said, can you believe people did that? Yes. They filled up trash bags and stuck them in their car with gas. Did you know that's dangerous? Did you know there could be a pinhole? And guess what? You just run your car. I'm just telling you, we don't have any common sense. What you think is good may not be good over here. They use trash bags, they use coolers, 
everything they could possibly get to put gas. It's just not a good idea. And you say, well, how did people get to that? Which is why we were born. We have no common sense. I'm in Tennessee. I hear there's a gas crisis. I got to hurry. Heard there's a gas crisis. I said, oh no, got to get gas. So I go get gas. Early in the morning, nobody, there is no gas crisis in Tennessee, evidently. I fill it up just to get home. And then I get home and there's lines everywhere. And then I look on the news and everybody's filling up trash bags. I said, what in the world? Is that the first thought? We got to go fill up a trash bag. Come on, honey, we're going. And I was just like, and you say, that is crazy. Yes, that is us. And that's why we were lost and we needed God. He's our compass. He's the one that puts us together. The heart is more deceitful than all else and desperately sick. <laughs> you are so, you're just sick. We really are sick. Our heart lies to us all the time. You imagine you fall in love in a week, right? Aren't you, aren't you glad you didn't marry that, okay? Uh, who can understand it? I'm just telling you. You can fall in love. You can go look. At, I'm not going to buy a car. I'm just going to look. And you just go, oh, I'm in love. How did that happen? That, the heart is sick. It, it lies to you. This is why we need Jesus. This is why we need a compass. This is why we have God's word to keep us on track. Because it will lie to you. Questions to ask. Do I need it? Well, of course you don't. But go get it anyway. Right? Go get it anyway. All right, why do I want it? Because I do. This is, not, is this not us? This is, I want it because I, I want it. You know, that's just what it is. What will it cost me? A lot. Do you care, lottery people? No, I do not. I do not care. This is so funny how we are. It's, got, it's more than the price of, it, of what it is. What's it going to cost everything else? You got to work more. You got to, it's going to take more to clean. Or what, what is it, what is it going to cost you? See, I drive an old car. Let me get for her. I got, I'm, I'm already messed up. Y'all making me talk too much. I got an old car. It's a 2003 Toyota. I put an American flag on it. I love it. And so I'm riding around in this thing. And my daughter says, won't you get a new car? And I tell her why I don't get a new car. Because if I get a new car, then I can't spend money on her. I can't put money at the church. I can't support Compassion International. I can't support Shade Tree with the pastors whose thousands are quitting. So my money is gonna go to those things and not a car. That's me. How many miles do I have on it? 247,000. I'm going for 500. And now you say that. Think about what I just said. This is where you have to decide what's the, where the important stuff comes in. What is it gonna happen? What will it cost me? It's gonna cost it's going to cost. These, this green grass cost. It really does. Desire without knowledge is not good, and whatever makes uh, haste with his feet misses his way. That's America. You desire things because your heart's deceitful. I feel like I need a car. I feel like God wants me to have a car, and you go get a car, and you didn't even think about how much it was going to cost, what it was going to do to your family, and, how much, all, and all those things that you have to do to have it. I'm just telling you. We don't think we feel and we run and we're in trouble. And that's what happens. This is what you gotta watch for. I call it the blurred life. When there's no vision, the people are unrestrained, but happy is he who keeps the law. If you don't know what you're, what you're trying to do, then everything will be okay. It doesn't matter. Many of you said to me, life seems like a blur. 
That is because you're not enjoying where you are. You're always here wanting to be there. I'm eating dinner in Pigeon Forge. My daughter says, what are we going to eat for dinner tomorrow night? We're not even, we're not even through with a chicken. So what I'm saying to you is that the reason you have a blurred life is because you can't understand how to enjoy where you are because you always want to be somewhere else. We're always in a hurry. That's what I asked the guy when I was in Tanzania. I asked him, I said, um, what do you know about Americans? And here's one thing he said. He said, you're always in a hurry. He said, you're always looking at your watch. We're at this location. You're waiting to go to the next location. You are even, you're not even paying attention to where you are. You're always moving. And you end up with a blurred life. And that's not how God wants us to live. It's better to enjoy what we have than always want something else. What do you really need right now? What is it you really, really need? You ever thought about that? Pretty good. Most of you are going to get to eat today. So the food thing's okay. Most of you came in some kind of vehicle. No donkeys or car, you know, you know, horses out there. Everything pretty good. I'm just asking you, our nature is that we always want what we don't have. But when you look at what you do have, this is what Jesus tells us. He said, you're more blessed than you ever, you ever would know. So this is what we have to learn, what we have to do. He says, it's like chasing the wind. Enjoy what you do not own. Okay, y'all stand with me. I gotta do this. So let's, let's make sure I don't go through that one. Let's enjoy what we do not own. Because we're always wanting to own, and that's where the problem comes in. We're always wanting the next thing, the next thing, next thing. Truth is, you don't own anything. You're only borrowing it for a little while, then you're gone. He said, to keep wanting stuff, it's like chasing the wind. You can't catch it. So you have to, you have to think about it. Enjoy what you do. Think about this. Enjoy what you do not own. You do not own your wife. You do not own your children. You do not own the sunset. You do not own the mountains. You do not own the sea. I can go sit in my yard in the middle of the, in, in the grass and the trees. I own none of that. God did all that for you. And you'll be in such a hurry today, you'll forget. Because you'll be in a hurry to get to this thing or that thing. Right now, let me tell you what's happening. I am three minutes over and you're wanting to know when I'm done. Because that's who we are. Because you know Cracker Barrel is waiting on you. This is the greenest grass right now. This is your green grass. So take a moment to love on it, be in it. Let God love you. God has blessed us. We live in America. It's the best thing that's ever happened to anybody to be born here. It really is. And we are so blessed. So enjoy it. That's what he would say. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for what you've done. Thank you for the, the gifts that you give us. And we don't even ask. You just do. And thank you again. Help us to control this next thing in our life, this grass on the other side. I pray that we'll be happy where we are. Teach us to do that. And we love you. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. 
To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.